0: Anything I can tell you is that the best place to hide is in your mind.
1: Welcome back, Ghoul Gang. I have Hannah with me, so it's even more of a dig, and it's Ghoul Gang for life, baby. Hannah's Hannah's said that it's a thing. So welcome, Hannah, to Correspondence.
0: I don't know that I said it was a thing. I, like, grudgingly agreed to use the term one time. Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter. Ghoul gang. <laughs> okay. We have a fun guest with us today. I'm very excited. You're listening to Correspondence, the show where I've... uh Stocked uh, an entire company for two years uh, and bought several f- products from them just so that I can demand satisfaction uh, from their product manager. Um, and so now she's forced to be on the show and pretend to be my friend. Welcome, <laughs> Maddie Mullen, product <laughs> manager from Libro.fm.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and I do not feel forced at all. I am very excited to and have this conversation. I've done my job well.
1: <laughs> That's the thing; nobody thinks they were forced to be on the show.
0: <laughs> Everybody thinks it's their idea. By the time Tyler is done, like talking them into it.
1: How do you That's think I got Hannah I feel, to join so. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Maddie, introduce yourself. Tell tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself.
2: Absolutely. Um, Well, hi, everyone. My name is Maddie. I am the product manager at Libro FM. Um, For those who don't know, Libro FM is an audiobook company where um, you select an independent bookstore to support with your purchases. So when you create your account, you select your local bookstore. For me, it's third place books in Seattle, Washington. Um, And I think for what's what's um,
1: Uh, y'all's bookstore? In Canby here, I do the book nook.
2: Yes. Okay, cool. So you probably selected the book Nook at mm-hmm. sign up and then um, from then on any purchase that you make, whether you're purchasing an individual audiobook or you're starting a monthly membership, we're splitting the profits um, from that purchase with your local bookstore. So um, that's a little bit about Libra FM. Um Product manager for a tech company, audio, uh, Libra FM is a tech company um, that does digital audiobooks. Um, product management is really about taking the feature requests that we're getting from customers who um, are saying, hey, if you did this thing, it would make my experience with Libro.fm better. Um, And so we're taking those requests and we are um, basically prioritizing them and saying, in what order are we gonna tackle these? What can we do to make the biggest possible difference for our listeners? Um, So that's a big part of my job. And then as we figure out what we're prioritizing, um, we will do app releases or we make an update to the website. Um and I also make sure that the communication between all of our internal teams at Libra FM is happening in the way it needs to to make sure there's it's all going smoothly. So, so that's you're, awesome. You're
1: basically like you're like, hey, this is what the world says. Now make it happen or else and you're like <laughs> cracking the whip. You're in charge. No, I would... Basically you're the top dog. There's nobody above you is what you're saying. No, Everyone that is answers not directly true, to you. but, <laughs> <laughs> but I will
2: say that a lot of, um, I I'm trying to like facilitate those conversations. So I'm not the decision maker on most of this stuff, but I'm maybe saying to, um, our CEO, like, Hey, this is what. You know, um, actually, we have a great customer support person who is really giving us the customer experience side of things, saying, like, everyone's asking for this thing. This is really important to our customers. Um, And I'm sort of facilitating those conversations to make sure everyone knows what what is most important from the customer side, from the business side. Um, And also internally, our team is always sort of bouncing ideas off of each other of how we could make stuff better and make sure that we're supporting bookstores in the best sure. way possible. So
1: what is, what are theme- some of, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. sorry.
0: I was just going to ask, what are some of the like coolest features that have come as customer suggestions? Cause I remember listening to audiobooks on like li- literal CDs, like a decade ago, mm-hmm. there were yeah. no features. So what are some of the exciting things that customers have helped you guys develop?
2: Oh yeah. That's a great question. Um, I would say that one of the ones that immediately comes to mind that's, um, fairly recent on to have on both apps is um, being able to get audiobooks with credits in the app. Um, for a long time, our apps were only listening. So you would go to the website, you would buy an audiobook there, and then it would sync with the app and you would listen via the app. Um, what we heard over and over and over from customers was, hey, I want to be able to do everything in the app. I don't want to have to go back and forth between the website. And so um, we built it. So now that's possible in both the iOS and Android apps. Um, and probably one of the most fun parts of my job is when we build something that everyone's been asking for, seeing the feedback come in once we release that. So people yeah, saying, I, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited or, you know,
1: that was a big one for me. Like I, yeah. when I, I was uh, convincing a friend of mine to join Libro um, and I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's great. The only drawback at this point is you have to go to their website to get the book and then you can go back to the app to download it and he he pulls up the app and he, he had already signed up at that point and he's like no i i can just get the book right here on on the app and he's on a and on an apple yeah. and i'm an, on, an, on an android I'm like son mm-hmm. of a bitch they give the <laughs> apple people that chance but i don't and then like a week later i was like oh yeah. i can just buy it on the app yes
2: yay <laughs> yes i know we made that was Oh, it felt so good to tell all of our Android folks like, hey, we have it there for you now because often there is a little bit of a gap between either Android will do something first or iOS will do something first. Sure. Um, so it's very fun to be able to say, hey, this thing that you really wanted, it's here. And yeah. um, to see app reviews change, some people will give us a lower star review. And then we say, we added what you asked for and they bump it up to five stars. And that's just- That's great. Makes my that's heart That's awesome.
1: Happy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, Oh, the other one that was very recent. Um, we had a lot of people requesting Apple Watch integration, so we built that as well, and people were very excited about that, um, just because they wanted to be able to listen when they were going for a walk without taking their phone, or working out, or um, whatever it may be. They're now able to to listen to their audiobooks without having their phone. I don't even understand
1: how Apple Watches work. So, uh, what <laughs> yeah, we're both Android like, people, yeah. so this oh, is like really? going way over Wait, you our don't heads. I yeah. like anymore? the concept
2: yeah and i mean i'll be totally honest i am not an apple watch person either like i i've used it a little bit to test out our app but um some of my family members are hardcore apple watch folks and i'm just like uh like i don't wear i don't wear stuff (laughs) i don't wear jewelry i don't wear watches so i'm sort of in the same boat
1: uh how big is the team over at libro is it i mean is it like spanning the world or is it one office
2: so um, we are very interesting in the fact that even before COVID, we've always been distributed work from home. Um, we don't. Uh...
1: Oh, you're such a hipster. Uh, before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we
2: definitely are. Um, our co-founders have sort of always said, yeah, we don't want to be have a spot where everyone's having to go into the office so um built from coffee shop a coffee shop near you probably there's (laughs) um that's sort of how we've operated and um now we are let's see i want to say we're like maybe 17 people at this point um and yeah as we've grown it used to be a lot of folks in the seattle area and now we're across the u.s we have folks in new york and boston and Georgia and Ohio like we there's people all over the US now.
1: Was it started um, in Seattle? Was the the company founded yes. there?
2: Yes, the company was founded. It actually um it's a cool story. It started as a conversation in Third Place Books Pub, I believe. They have a pub and it was started, I think, hmm. by a group of friends over beers there. So, nice. it's sort of a fun fun origin story for us. Rather <laughs>
1: than the we should buy a bar, it's we should start an app to have <laughs> audiobooks better than Amazon (laughs) exactly (laughs) so Hannah we just need to get a job at Libro together and then we can work in Seattle together
0: oh yes or remotely I like the remote they could just have us
1: yeah whatever I yeah no I just (laughs) wanted to have a studio with you again whatever
0: no I I uh, I'm adamantly opposed to ever working in an office or studio. Tyler, you tried to get me in the studio and I moved five hours away. I did. So. I finally <laughs> built a
1: studio worthy of you and you're like, peace out.
0: It's like, I'm going to go live up in almost Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. So so yeah, small team, but you guys are producing some really cool stuff. You guys are obviously very um, customer minded, right? Like it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, this big corporation that you guys need to have a giant foothold. It's about what can you do for the customer? I think the the number one thing that sets you guys apart is the fact that while you are a digital company that is doing these, you know, these books that are very, it's, it's, you know, kind of at an arm's length relationship when it comes to a lot of digital content and stuff, right? Audiobooks, podcasts, music, even it's, you don't get to to really have your hands on anything tangible. You guys have still helped the small businesses like bookstores who it is something that you can go in and, and hold on to a book and see. And I've gotten to a point where now every time I buy a book and, and read it and finish it, on audio, I go over and to the book nook and I try to buy the physical book because it's almost like a trophy, right? Of like, yeah, I did this, I finished this book. And so I get to support this small company twice over because of that. I get to uh, show off this cool thing that I did while (laughs) supporting a, a small digital business and a small tangible brick and mortar business, and and it's the, the what you guys did that creates that.
2: That's amazing to hear, honestly, and that's it. Yeah, it makes me happy to hear you say that you feel that way because that really is our goal: is to be customer centric and to be bookstore centric in what we're doing. Um, and we're actually uh, we're what's called a social purpose corporation. Um, which means that we, basically, that gives us the freedom to make decisions based on the social good instead of financial (laughs) reasons. Um, And that was something that, that was a step we very intentionally took because we are not trying to be like a mega company that's taking over everything. We really are trying to keep the focus on local independent bookstores we want our customers to know that when they reach out they're going to hear from a human and yeah. they are going to be taken care of as if they were in their local bookstore um so thank you so much for sharing that i love to hear that not only are you listening to audiobooks through libro but then you go and you buy the book from your bookstore because that's something that i do as well when there's a book that i just absolutely love that maybe i listen to as i i Get it from the bookstore because I want to have it on my bookshelf, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I know I'm going to come back to it probably over and over. So,
1: I just did that with uh, the Way of Kings, uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Sanderson, uh, because yeah. we we did our Brandon Sanderson episode, mm-hmm. and um, I read Mistborn, and then I was like, he he's really good, and I'm I've been trying to challenge myself to read larger and larger books because despite being someone who loves to read and loves authors and loves stories i get really scared of of reading really big books books like yeah. jonathan strange and mr norrell uh the way of kings even dune you look at dune sometimes mm-hmm. it's like damn that's a huge book yeah. but being able to listen to an audiobook while i'm at work or while i'm driving is it, it makes that enjoyable and i even watched Brandon Sanderson's lectures on on world building and stuff and mm-hmm. he's talking about how like his l- logic and I totally I see it now I didn't before I was always like oh I get these small books I just need I just want to read a bunch of small books you know 10 15 hour books He's like, you're spending, you get free credits. So you're spending $15 every month for at least one credit. You can either spend $15 on one 10 hour book, or you can spend $15 on a 55 hour book. The value is in the larger books. You might as well use that credit for those. And my head exploded with like, (laughs) oh my God, he's right. The value is so much better to buy a book that's, and then it becomes less scary right because it's Mm -hmm. like i'll listen to it when i want to listen to it when i can i don't have to like try and stay awake while i'm reading this massive book and get through the the slog of it all um absolutely but then i listen to it and i grab the physical book and i'm like oh i'm i like i'll look at like oh this is where i'm at and you know a book that's that's like a finger finger length thick and i'm three quarters of the way there i'm like I'm so good at reading. This is so awesome.
0: <laughs> I like how you described short books as ten to fifteen hours. I think ninety percent of the audiobooks I listen to are less than ten hours long. Really? The one I'm listening to right now is nine and a half hours long.
1: is it Is it the Harper Lee one?
0: No. um, I actually don't ever listen to books for the show as an audiobook. I'm very particular about what I'll listen to as an audiobook. So it's usually like memoirs and certain nonfiction, like something I don't have to pay too close of attention to. I can't take notes and listen to audiobooks, which is why when I'm doing research for the show, it's always got to be a physical book, so I can like put little stickies in it or like write notes and turn back a page for reference. Um, so yeah, so I'll listen to certain memoirs or like, really, easy mysteries so what i'm listening to right now is the guest list by lucy wow. foley i think it's like a very modern agatha christie-esque um like murder mystery so those kinds of like very i don't know i think if we were um talking like robert louis stevenson in his letter to um Arthur Conan Doyle, they would, he he would call it junk food basically. So kind of like those junk food page-turner mystery novels. Those are what I normally listen to and those are normally pretty short. And isn't that one a full cast audiobook where Yes. The different yeah. characters? I love
2: that. Those are some of my favorites cuz it just feels intended for audio.
0: I, guess. I I'm always torn on those like the Dune audiobook. I couldn't get through and it was, it was so like a very good. I know Tyler loves it. It was full cast, like super highly produced. And that was just a little bit too much for me. I think I like the guest list because yes, it's got different voices for different characters, which makes it easier to like follow um, when you're listening to it and you can't see like which character you're reading on the page. Um, But also the voices aren't like so over the top that it's distracting. Like it's just kind of nice and mellow. Like someone's reading me a book. (laughs) But yeah, it's really good so far. I'm probably like halfway
1: through. I'm looking real quick to see uh Michael Kramer, Way of Kings, um Mistborn, Michael Kramer. Yeah, I do like <clears throat> that between Mistborn and uh the Stormlight Archives series, it's the same narrator. Like it's like you find uh you find a narrator that fits an author's voice rather mm-hmm. than just a book's voice and that carries over um, so i i do like when you do that but i i love the full production of like <laughs> we got cast and then you don't you don't have to be like oh wait who's talking again it's like no we know that voice it's that person. yeah
2: absolutely and i it was funny when i first started with the libro admittedly when i started i was not i loved books but i was not an audiobook listener really i'd maybe listen to one or two Um, And so when I started, I only listened to memoir and nonfiction on audio. I wouldn't really touch fiction because it felt, I don't know, it felt strange to me for some reason, but then I listened to um, Daisy Jones and the six, which is a full cast. There's a lot of narrators in that book. I want to say there might, there's like maybe 40 or something. I don't know. It's a big list of narrators Um, and it lends, it's a fiction book that lends itself to the audio format and it was like my gateway into understanding how amazing fiction can be via audiobook it was and now i listen to i don't it's not like i listen exclusively to full cast audiobooks but it that was the way that i was introduced to fiction and it was i just needed a little adjustment i think to really engage with fiction in that format and that book did it for me just because it was so um Perfect, I think, for the audiobook format with all the different characters, and it was—it sounded like I was listening to a documentary about a band, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What would you say? So, I guess this is this is a two-part question, maybe three-part. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see how many parts we can get out of this question. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite book? Part two, mm-hmm. favorite author. Uh, part okay. three, is an is there an audiobook that's different from written? That is your favorite.
2: Oh my gosh. How much time do you have for this? <laughs> we have a whole hour.
1: You can spend the rest of the time just talking about this. Let's do it. Okay,
2: perfect. Um, well, I will start by saying thinking about a favorite author, favorite book was really hard for me because I think it sort of depends on recency, right? Like what I've read most recently, but I have noticed a pattern for myself and that is um, sort of the, I think it's called like the found family trope when someone has, mm-hmm sort of created a family separate from, you know, their biological family from like friends or people that they've met that, um, that love them and, uh, that they connect with, um, I have a, I actually have a friend who I've recommended a few books to, and she keeps coming back to me and saying, Maddie, these books are so dark. Like, why are you recommending them to me? I can't read them before bed. And I'm like, they're dark, really? Like what? And and then I think about it and and I'm like, oh yeah, they are pretty dark. But if they have found family for me, that redeems the whole thing and it feels like beautiful and happy, I guess. (laughs) So um, a good example of this is uh, like, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. That book has some really dark themes in it, but it is, um, she has found like her person or a couple people who really love her and are looking out for her. Um, same with The Maid by Nita Prose. Um, that one I really enjoyed as well. Same thing, the main character had people around her that were really just, um, yeah, like looking after her, loving her, uh, helping her through some tough stuff. So, I think that I only recognized that very, very recently, but I was like, oh, if, if there's found family involved in a book, it seems like no matter what it's about, it feels very uplifting to me. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's sort of more of a, it's not a specific book, but maybe a, a trope. Yeah. A
0: trope that is, is there, is there an
1: author that, that you feel exemplifies that or just in general is, is like one that you gravitate towards in any way?
0: Yeah, like
1: someone who you've read all of their work. or Oh, all of their work, <laughs> Harper Lee, that's not hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm trying
2: to think of one where I've read everything that they've written. And I don't think that there is, like, I tend to hop around quite a bit. Like, and this is honestly, this used to maybe not be as much of a thing for me. But sim- since working for Libro, I feel like now I'm constantly reading bookseller recommendations because that's actually part of my job is putting our the bookseller recommendations on the site god that um, must
1: be awful oh my gosh <laughs> so it's terrible. so rough no it so is where do i send so my resume <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is hands down like one of those parts of my job where i'm like oh you know it's really just copy and pasting but i read every single one and i add to my tbr as i go yeah um and for that reason i really feel like i jump around quite a bit um so I'm trying to think of an author that I've read all of their stuff, and I mean, I haven't read all of this stuff, but I like the sort of classic from my childhood is the uh, C.S. Lewis line, The Witch in the Wardrobe series. Read all those ones multiple times. Yes, yep. yes too, yeah. <laughs> um, And I remember, yeah, reading some of his his other stuff. Um, but yeah, in recent years, it's really been I've been hopping between authors like crazy i'm having a hard time thinking of
0: one i'm the same way now and i wonder if it has to do with just like getting older and like finding a lot more genres and types of books that you want to try out because when i was in high school i would religiously read every single book that certain authors put out like usually young adult authors like meg cabot the princess diary series i read everything she wrote uh sarah dessin yeah. Um, Maggie Water, like every time they published a new book, I was checking it out from the yeah. library, like first thing. And now I just don't do that anymore. Even yeah. with my favorite authors. Yeah. Isn't that interesting?
2: Like it's, yeah, I feel the same way. I'm just like, I don't know. I just, I jump, I jump around. And when I was younger, same thing I read. I mean, I'm just remembering what really got me into reading. I read all of the Nancy True books, like, yes. like <laughs> every single one. Um, but yeah, now I just. I, I think some of my favorite authors do make it onto my TBR repeatedly, but it's not like I am immediately going to their books, yeah. I think. And I've become much more of a like a mood reader with mm-hmm. audiobooks, especially. Um, oh, the other one I wanted to mention that was print that I loved, and I think the reason I wanted to mention it is because I'm not a huge fantasy reader. Like I do enjoy fantasy books, but I don't read a ton in that genre, um, was Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. And I loved that one, like What's the world she created. Um, so it is, oh man, now I'm going to have to explain it. Let's see if I can, <laughs> if I can do it justice. Um, she, she builds a world in, in which there is sort of like this religious sect that is ruling everything and the sun priest is the head of that. Um, and then there is a another sect that is very much downtrodden at this point and is the the crow god basically is the Mm. deity for that one and basically those two um are at odds with each other so in the first book it's really all about the sun priest who is representing the sun god and then the um i think it's odo seto is what he's called is the sort of personification of the crow god and so um the first book is just really sort of setting that world and there are a couple other characters as well that are um but it's just so i don't know unique and i was sucked into it so immediately which is not normal for me i i would say in the fantasy genre like usually i have to really like get into the book before i'm invested in the story um and it was from the first two chapters i was in um and fevered star is the the sequel that recently came out and i read that one as well but um yeah that was one that just really i read that in print and loved it so
0: nice that's awesome yeah i'm kind of the same way with fantasy like we talk about a lot of fantasy authors on our show um and it's tyler's saying meh but i feel like we've done way more fantasy than most other genres Mm -hmm. fantasy and then maybe like sci-fi
1: yeah yeah i guess (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's definitely hard for me um like you said it takes a while to get invested in those storylines especially since those books are usually huge like i don't know about the black sun if it's like one of those mammoth uh you know thousand page fantasies yeah that's the thing is it's a relatively short
2: but uh, like i would think of it as a short fantasy book and i think that's why fantasy is sometimes hard for me is i do get intimidated when i see oh it's you know a couple inches thick like buckle up here we go
0: yeah and um, you know it's going to be like the first of an eight book series yes. or something you're, you're like, like i can't okay. get invested into this right now
2: no but it was that's what was so unique about this one was it wasn't that long and the world was built from the beat like it was um i don't know i think so much of fantasy is taken up with building that world up and giving you an understanding of all the different players um and i really don't know how the author did it that quickly basically to um build a world that i could get that invested in that fast in that short of amount of time i think that's probably what was so special about that book for me was just yeah so do you
1: being a a fan of uh, found family and stuff do you Mm -hmm. watch a lot of sitcoms and and shows that are like that
2: oh my gosh yes (laughs) because i I, feel like
1: that's like the main trope of most sitcoms
2: yes i i I hadn't thought about that, but 100%, um, so very typical, but Friends, mm-hmm. that 90s sitcom, that was one that I discovered my freshman year of college when I was away from home for the first time
1: Yeah.
2: and watched it with another, a group of freshmen. And then I watched that series. One of my friends had the DVDs over and over and over. And it was almost like a comfort thing, yeah. I think for me of being, I was away from home for the first time. Um, and I just could sort of sink into these characters' lives and they had found their people around them, you know, that weren't their family, but were their fan found family. Um, and yeah, me and my husband watch a ton of sitcoms. Like we'll just put on community, very similar.
1: That is, uh, yeah, that's found family. I, I feel like community is probably one of the few, like the office there's found family. Um, the, uh, parks and rec Brooklyn nine, nine. Mm -hmm. Those are my tops. And those yeah. are workplace, so it's, you know, like you, you find family in the place where you're at, right? Yes. But community is so much more than that. Like they really dive into this is a group of people that really have no reason to be around each other. Yeah, but they, they have like, nothing
2: in common except for a class, yeah, basically. At, at the beginning first, of and
1: then it becomes mm-hmm. a family. Um, I'm, there was another one at the top. My how list. i met
0: your mother as soon as you said found uh, family i was like yeah that is literally every sitcom every sitcom
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh, that's on tv
0: oh a new girl yeah. yeah yep
1: like that's literally family you're literally living together like that one is yeah that's and every the...
2: single one that each of you has mentioned i have watched through at least once <laughs> some of them yeah. multiple times yeah, exactly
1: yeah i've watched yeah. the office i'm not joking i probably watched it like 15 times through yeah wow um because it, i would just put it on when i fall asleep i put it on when i'm sick i put it on when i just need something mm-hmm. in the background i can listen to it like an audio book and know exactly what's happening i don't need yes. to watch it at all uh parks and rec started to be that way um and then they took it off of netflix um for uh mm-hmm. the peacock one whatever it's i think it's yeah, yeah
0: and that's where uh, the office is now too yeah
1: uh, I have the full series on DVD, both of them, but they're missing in the ether. I think my little brother has them. Oh, yeah, I need to bother. Him. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so like shows like that, I totally understand, and and I don't necessarily, I don't think I've ever found that in a book, but I have found mm-hmm. that in sitcoms where, um, just the idea that you are with people that you don't need to be, but you want mm-hmm. to be. Uh, that's
0: yeah. You can theme. maybe argue that Harry Potter's a bit of found family because he doesn't really have a family. He's like kind of adopting Ron's family and his school friends and teachers and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Except think... he's a Horcrux and he's a cursed item. Anyway.
0: Spoiler alert, Tyler. It's only been like fifteen years since the last one
1: came <laughs> out.
2: What? have either of you read um house in the cerulean sea by tj clune no that is another one that is i would say that is maybe the epitome of found family um it's a a man who works as a social worker um for basically there are these kids that have um that are magical creatures so um he he goes to a basically it's an orphanage that is run by a man who is, a. he doesn't know, well, spoiler alert, I won't say, but <laughs> it's run by a man who is looking after all of these magical creatures, basically. And so, um, and of course, these are kids that have been isolated right from society. So they've created their own family. And then he comes in and finds like he has always kept himself very emotionally separated from his work. Mm. Um, And what he's you know supposed to be doing there but he finds himself pulled into this family dynamic of all of these people who don't have a family but who have made one um that like is one of those books that just epitomizes found family to me and just like gives you all the warm fuzzies you know to to listen to
1: not to not to be a super douchebag and self-promote but uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be a super douchebag and self-promote uh so i i'm also an author and i've okay. i've written um i've started writing a series called the penny lich our listeners are all rolling their eyes right now like oh my god <laughs> he talks about this every fucking episode um the penny lich and because it's a sitcom um, ultimately that is the idea behind that's the theme behind the story is found family and, and I love that you brought it up because I never realized until now that that is the theme behind every sitcom and that's the theme behind the Penny Lich is this group of people that they have no reason to want to be together but they, they do want to be together um, yeah. so if you're if you're looking for short fantasy stories that are sitcom and and found family, <laughs> I've got one for you. Sweet. <laughs> I will have to read that then because that sort of ticks all the boxes for me. Yeah, you can order it at your local bookstore, not on okay. a major conglomerate website. I mean, That's what can, I like
2: to hear. But... One more one more box has just been ticked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they don't have it at your local bookstore, you can always call the Canby Book Nook and the okay. Canby Book Nook will ship it to you. So Absolutely.
2: Okay. I will have to do that then. Or I could swing by and pick it up on my way through to visit
1: visit my go. family in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, you need to let me know because we'll do another episode here in my studio and okay. uh, and we'll talk, I don't know, more nerd stuff.
2: <laughs> sounds great i love talking nerd stuff uh so, oh sorry go ahead oh no go ahead oh i was just gonna say i think i said my favorite some of my favorite print books but i i have to say at least one of my favorite audiobooks was um the secret lives of church ladies which is the short story collection and i had never i think i'd maybe read one short story collection before this one and made it all the way through um and I just flew through this book like I was listening really? in the car in between stuff I have I was so invested and so um which I never I think I had just not experienced that within that format before because I had not read that format very much before um but I definitely wanted to call out that one like the stories are amazing the narrator was great and I just couldn't couldn't put it down metaphorically speaking because it was an audiobook
0: <laughs> that's awesome i've never listened to a short story collection as an audiobook yeah
2: i'd never either um but i loved that one and i haven't listened to it yet but one of my co-workers because i love that one so much recommended um milk blood heat which is i think a newer short story collection um i can't remember the author's name but I've heard that one is really good as well, so that's on my my TBR.
1: What's interesting? What's the difference between a short story collection and an anthology? Oh my gosh! I think
0: an anthology is different authors, whereas a short story collection is one author.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only distinction I can think of. Like all the anthologies I've read have had multiple authors contributing yeah so that makes I, sense i, I genuinely right.
1: had no idea so i gotta stop calling my stuff anthologies <laughs> <I> don't <think laughs> Well, don't technically
0: but... quillandia is because Quilandia it has is, yeah. lots of different authors but um no the the penny lich is not an anthology
1: not. i didn't i don't think i ever called it that i think i was trying to figure out uh a way of because it's it's such a different medium for uh producing work you've got um you know short stories i was originally trying to do it every month now it's gonna be every quarter with uh, a bundle pack sort of thing um but it's such a weird thing and i and i'm doing it probably the wrong way like absolutely the wrong way um but it's it's how my brain works and so um Uh, I'm
0: not sure if I would call yours even a short story collection. I think maybe that's more of a serialization. Right. Because short story collections, I feel like they don't,
1: like the second
0: story doesn't (laughs) continue the plot of the first one. Exactly. Um, Mm -hmm. They might be similar like thematically, but not down to the characters and everything.
1: So yeah, so it's just a serial at this point.
0: Mm -hmm. So Maddie, uh, in your opinion, Mm-hmm. does listening to audiobooks count as reading?
2: <laughs> I love love this question. Um, absolutely. I think that probably it's not surprising that I feel that way, given that I work at an audiobooks company. But um, I think the number one reason, and this is something that I've just sort of been learning more about recently, is just the accessibility factor for audiobooks is um, for those who are not able to read physical books or who find Reading physical books much more difficult than listening to audiobooks. Um, it's, I think that's the if that is the way you can read, you're reading, right? And um, and the other piece that is just interesting to think about is that as humans, like we've been listening to stories a lot longer than we've been reading them with our eyes. Yeah. Um, so I I can understand like why people ask the question, but I think that it's really just two different ways of getting to the same spot right you're listening or you're reading and like comprehending and making meaning of what you're taking in um so yeah i think that i feel like it is absolutely reading and i count it like when i you know i'm keeping track of how many books i've read this year for the first time and i absolutely count audiobooks towards that and um my 4 year old recently started school and he has a little reading log and i absolutely will count audiobooks towards Aww, his reading log so nice. it's um in every area, I just feel like, yes, absolutely, yes, it it counts, it counts as reading.
1: What about for um, emerging authors and writers? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a certain <clears throat> there's a certain lack of information when you're listening to an audiobook compared to when you're reading a, a physical book, for mm-hmm. um, people who want to learn how to be better writers obviously Mm -hmm. there's you can listen to an audiobook and go okay i I hear the way that they're the voice is talking and i can try and mimic that and work that out in in my writing but Mm -hmm. the grammar of it is never going to get picked up from the the audiobook
2: yeah i think it so depends on the well the reader first of all because i think for some people there are things where it's like like personally for me, if I'm studying something for school, um, Hannah, it sounds like you're this way too. I need to be able to take notes in mm-hmm. the margins and put sticky notes in the in the pages. Um, but I think it just depends on the reader and I think it depends on the, the book as well. Um, there are certain books where it's, yeah, I think it's just, it depends on sort of the use case. So what you're talking about, it makes sense to me that it's a lot easier maybe to read than to listen. Um, some people might find it easier to listen than to read. And then I think there are also the situations where for me, when I'm listening for pleasure, I guess, when I'm just listening sure. to hear the story, there have been times where, um, the audio format sort of takes me by surprise and I walk away going, I took more away from that than I would have if I read it in print. Um, a good example is the Firekeeper's daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the author's name is Angie Booley. um but I might've mispronounced that, but uh, basically with that book there, it, it centers around Ojibwe culture and listening to it. I was able to hear the Ojibwe pronunciations of a bunch of words that if I was reading, it would have been um, a, I would have been mispronouncing it in my head and B it would have been distracting because I probably would have been like, Oh wait, how do I, how do I say that? And like, how does, and sort of, as I was listening, the it was just so integrated into the story and I was hearing it told in this person's voice and i just i i walked away from that book feeling so um like moved by the story and i think a big part of that was um the fact that i had listened to it in audio and there are books sure. like that for me where maybe it's the same in print where there are certain books where i read it in print and i just couldn't quite get into the audio mm-hmm. um so i think it's just it's like such an interesting question and i think it depends on like the use case and yeah. the reader and the book itself like oh, yeah how, like
1: uh... yeah when i when i did uh, norse gods
0: mm-hmm.
1: for our neil gaiman episode i listened to it it was one of the first audiobooks that i bought and it was so perfect as an audiobook because the norse mythology was an oral tradition right it, it wasn't written down as like a, oh go study this it was this is mm-hmm. what we told over campfires and yes. and while drinking And so having the author himself read it in his words and in his voice with the same um, grandeur that the story would have been told, I I feel like reading it would have been dumb, (laughs) genuinely. (laughs) I would have been like, oh, okay, this is basically a textbook. But when you have the author himself reading it to you, it's like, oh Mm -hmm. no, this is a story, you know? Yeah. and then yeah like listening to dune listening to wheel of time i could get into it because i'm not focused on the reading aspect i'm focused on the story Mm -hmm. um but but i i do think that at a certain point if you're listening to audiobooks and you go man i want to produce something like this i want to write a story ultimately you have to you have to put the headphones down and you have to pick up a book so that you know I'm, like you're going to go through school, but I went, I graduated high school. I, graduated, I got, you know, I've got two associates degrees at this point mm-hmm. and I'm still struggling with grammar as an author. I have my editor constantly be like, bro, this is <laughs> basic grammar. What are you doing? And like, I don't know. I never had to deal with this in school. Like we did a one lesson and then we moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. nobody thought I was going to be a novelist especially my teachers so <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't teach me this so it like you there are benefits to to reading a story but I think that to me is the only one um, being able to immerse yourself in a story by listening to it is way easier than by reading it in my mind
2: mm-hmm. yeah and I think it it's so interesting because I'm definitely a visual learner, but so I think audiobooks were a bit of an adjustment for me because I was so used to visually diving in and like reading that way. Um, but I think it was like a good way of stretching myself too, and like learning how to uh, comprehend through listening as well. Um, and yeah, there are just certain books where it really like is almost more meaningful or. Um, more engaging or whatever in audio format uh, so yeah it's audiobooks are great Love i them. loved
0: your example <laughs> of the fire keepers daughter because i'd never thought about that but you're so right that hearing it and having the pronunciation already done for you like makes such a difference and yeah i I feel like that could be applicable to fantasy books too because one of the reasons i struggle with them is because i can never figure out how to pronounce these characters names or these like foreign lands and i'm Mm -hmm. i just like get hung up on it um so yeah yeah or their voices right yeah or their voices yeah yeah and i think it just like sets the scene in a way that um you can't in your imagination often yeah for sure and i think actually
2: thinking about it before Before Libro, the only books I had listened to all the way through were Game of Thrones books. Mm. Um, And it was, in some ways it was hard because there are so many characters. So I would get a little bit confused, but the narrator for those books was so good. He had a very distinct voice for each one. (laughs) So I just got sort of sucked in and I don't think I would have read those books because they are so long and I would have been intimidated, but I listened to it while I biked to and from work right after I was out of college. And so it was, you know, that was how I took those in that's get... so
0: funny that you loved uh game of thrones i listened to one of them and then had to stop because really? the narrator i'm like oh it's this like crusty old man voice reading like these weird it's... sex scenes oh <laughs> yeah that's that is like, fair oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was good aside from that but i just like felt very weird with it in my ears <laughs> I was oh my like, gosh okay. yeah no.
2: that totally makes sense i can I can understand that. Um, <laughs> oh, the other interesting thing that this was something that we actually heard a lot from customers over the pandemic was there were so many people through the pandemic who were having a hard time focusing on books. Like people who had been lifelong readers were just like finding it very, very hard to focus on and finish print books. Um, and we heard from more than one person that was like, audiobooks sort of saved me during during this time. Like, because I was able to still read without having to sit there and look at a book and you know so i thought that that was very very interesting and something that i wouldn't have necessarily thought but i think because of all that was going on in the world um that was so overwhelming and hard for a couple of years there was like this need to be able to have the story told to you instead of look at the words on the page and
0: maybe that's my problem i didn't really correlate it with the pandemic but i have like i'll tell people all the time how in the last like three or four years it seems like my ability to focus on tasks has completely plummeted and that includes reading books like i used to sit down and finish a book in a day if i really liked it like i would read it Mm -hmm. all night long and now it's like i'm always looking at my phone or like getting up to do something checking my email and i'm like what has happened to my attention span but maybe i've got whatever everyone else caught during the pandemic yeah it's, it's just tiktok <laughs> i don't i don't do tiktok though i do scroll through instagram reels which is go. like yeah. tiktok but yep. for millennials yep
1: 100%. oh my
0: gosh and i
2: i have two little kids they're 4 and 2 and after i became a mom i was like what is reading like where, <laughs> where do I fit this into my day? Like there's no time. And, um, now audiobooks, like I'm re- reading at least half of what I'm reading via audio because I listen while I do the dishes and yep. I listen while I fold laundry and me and my husband listen in the car when we go to visit family. So, um, yeah, it's just a new, I think for folks who maybe I didn't grow up listening to a ton of audiobooks, but discovered them in my adult life. And it's like, I just found another way to yeah. Yeah. enjoy what I enjoy so much. So I
1: actually you bought mention- um, some headphones that I I got like these really nice uh, uh, Bluetooth headphones that I love. They go around the head and over the ear rather than like the ear pods that stick in the ear. And um, I don't I don't know if our listeners know this, but I'm a dad now. Um, okay so uh the listeners do know this uh uh, and so my wife is constantly cleaning dishes laundry she's a stay-at-home mom now so I went and I bought her a pair of these headphones um because she's like I want to listen to music but I don't want to be loud I don't want to be playing Mm -hmm. music or listening to books um so I, I got her set up with Libro I got her the um the headphones, and, and now she's listening to podcasts instead of the books that I recommended. <laughs> but I, I get it. At like, least she's listening. Yeah. Yep. But it's like she can just have the headphones in and do her thing, and and it gives her some alone time, which I think is great because yeah, that absolutely. kid's needy.
0: And yeah. Maddie, you had mentioned earlier that uh, for the first time this year, you're tracking how many books you're reading. Yes. Um, how many books have you read so far?
2: Oh my gosh uh let me look at my app i my goal is 52 so i was thinking one a week um, one a week which nice. to be fair is pretty ambitious i think for me i i think that that would probably almost double what i got through last year oh. um and so far i have read let's see 28 so oh, nice. i'm a little over halfway through um and i use uh, like the story graph for tracking um, it's sort of like an alternative to Goodreads.
0: Oh, I hadn't heard of that. I started using Goodreads before that. I would like literally make a collage of the yeah. cover of every book I read, and I was like, "This takes forever." Like, there's got to <laughs> be an easier way. So I should try the Storygraph.
2: Oh yeah, Storygraph is great. It's yeah, it's sort of like the. um I mean, the same way Libro FM is an alternative to Audible. It's an alternative to Goodreads, and um yeah, I've enjoyed using it. I've never tracked how many I've read before, but I. I love it because I'm reading anyways, and I like making progress on things. So <laughs> yeah. I like to see my little progress bar ticking up. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think I'm optimistic. I'm going to be able to make it. I also am planning, there's a couple books on my TBR that are graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm looking forward to reading those and those usually take me a little less time. So if I do that, you know, probably over the holidays in November, December, I, are, I think I can make it. What are the it.
1: graphic novels on your list?
2: Uh, let me look. I'm sorry. I know. Well, that no, I, while I... you look,
1: I know um, <laughs> as far as, as progress and tracking and stuff goes last year um A friend of mine got uh, kind of irritated with me because Spotify releases the whole like stats, what you listen to, how much (laughs) you listen to, all that jazz. And it said like overall, I don't even remember what the number was. You know, it was, you know, in the hundreds of hours of listening to stuff on Spotify. And um, mine was, I think, like 20 more hours than his. And he's like, How? How's that possible? He's like, I listen to music all the time. When I'm at work, when I'm in the car, when I'm at home. I was like, Yeah, I listen to podcasts. He's like, Yeah, but you also listen to audiobooks and you have your own podcast. Like, what what the hell? How do you I was like, I don't know, man. I just I I have a headphone in my ear at all times and yeah. when I'm editing, when I'm writing, when I'm working, when I'm driving. When I'm doing dishes, you know, like every single moment, I, I have headphones in my ears because that's it helps my brain concentrate. It just kind of focuses it. Uh, so I don't know if I want to track too much more um, because I think it'd be too much. I'll yeah. let Spotify do that for me.
2: Yeah. Oh, makes sense. Um, so I found the one that I just actually put on hold through my library is um, Himawari House recommended by someone on the Libro team. Um, We have a book talk channel in Slack where I get a bunch of my uh, book recommendations. I love that. (laughs) We have a lot of readers on our team, obviously. Um, And then the other one, which I read earlier this year that I really liked was, um, how I think it's called How to Care for Your Tea Dragon. Um, And it's by a New Zealand author, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I, yeah, I just, I really liked loved it i loved it and um i hadn't i haven't read very many graphic novels in the past but i'm like definitely trying to get a little more into it because i think it's a really cool format and i love the art too like a whole nother level so
0: yeah load up on those at the end of the year um i did a book a week challenge a few years ago and i think my last book of the year was a children's book because i was like (laughs) it's december 30th i'm not going to make it (laughs) if i can
2: count children's books then my book count is well over Uh, like
0: uh, yeah so you've already (laughs) made it
2: (laughs) okay that makes me feel better yeah my kids will go to the library and they'll get you know 10 or 15 and then they just want me to read those over and over and over (laughs) until we take them back and get the next 10 or 15 that they're gonna read through so
1: have you did you do the uh dolly parton uh book train thingy that she does
2: i did not Mm -mm. what is what is that
1: uh so it's it's something you can sign up through I think usually through your library. I'm I'm mm-hmm. not sure. I think I did it through the Kiwanis here in town. And basically Dolly Parton has bought like millions of books and every month you you sign your child up and your every month there they get a book in the mail. Um oh, cool. and it's addressed to them and it's you know supposed to be like a a kid getting something in the mail so they can open it up and it's um every month and it's age appropriate so it grows with them so you know i've gotten like four books now that are you know baby's first words and look at the animals and you know like black and white very visually stunning sort of or contrast sort of thing and so it's just these books that until i think five years old they get a book every month um, oh,
0: that's, that's
1: awesome so, yeah it's it's pretty cool it's uh, i don't think it costs anything i think you sign up through a local organization and that's how they they justify it through charity um but mm-hmm. dolly parton she's making the world read that's amazing. dolly parton
0: is america's hero <laughs> yeah. dolly parton is amazing <laughs> she's the one uh, now that betty white is gone r.i.p uh dolly parton is like the one person everybody <laughs> loves <laughs>
1: She she is amazing. We'll do an episode on Dolly Parton just because, you know, she wrote, she wrote so songs. Ma- She's she wrote a writer. So many songs that's basically a book.
2: I think didn't she she co-wrote uh, a book with James Patterson recently? What? I think yes. Yeah, so let me look really fast. I think it's called Run Rose Run. I'm that seems it too up. dark for her. Yeah, it does. Know, so it's so interesting. I And the reason I know this is Bookseller Recommendations for the win. Once again, um, it is about, yeah, it's by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. And so it's that about, means by like
0: two different people's ghostwriters, basically.
2: <laughs> so it says uh, a th- it's a thriller about a young singer songwriter on the rise and on the run determined to do whatever it takes to survive. And so I think that yeah, it's about it's about a singer songwriter. So I'm guessing that's where Dolly came in, provided provided the perspective. <laughs> that's
0: amazing.
1: <laughs> it's funny because on a writing chat uh, that I'm on, I recently we were recently talking about James Patterson and like the idea that I could take the Penny Litch and um, and maybe like find another author who wants to work with me so that I can try other stuff. Was like brought up to the table, like, what would it be like to have two authors working on this? Or basically, I say, this is the story I want, go have fun with it, right? And they're like, well, that's just ghostwriting. And I was like, no, <laughs> ghostwriting is when you take all the credit and you pay someone, tell them to shut up, it's my story. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's what James Patterson does. And I was like, what? Really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's like, he's it, like, there are no other famous.
0: authors listed on the cover I don't think but I think it's pretty well known that James Patterson doesn't really write his own books anymore
1: which we haven't done
0: a James Patterson episode yet so maybe we'll do that someday and I'll be like oh I'm so sorry James (laughs) like totally (laughs) slandered you but I I think that's been a thing for a long time
1: yeah so uh when that happens I'm gonna we'll have to line it up with so James Patterson wrote this book I'm gonna try and hold this up to the camera so you can see Uh, it's very blurry yeah it is come on buddy Come on, buddy. No, it's not gonna work. Darn it! All right, hold on. I'm gonna email you guys because I want to show this, show this to you. And
0: we need like the music playing in the background right now.
1: Yeah, we're gonna cut to <laughs> a commercial and talk about how Libro is now one of our uh, sponsors. <laughs> which is a real thing kind of i mean affiliate partners now so
0: yay go on
1: you can you can go buy books and help between lewis and lovecraft out
0: while he's sending that maddie have you been with libro since it started or
2: um not since the very beginning so i think libro started in oh man i'm not sure the exact year but it had been already a thing for a couple years when i joined i joined in 2017 okay um so yeah i've been there wow like five years, which is wild.
0: (laughs) I I feel like that's a really long time for people of our age group to stick with a job. Yes. Like, wow, I've been somewhere for five years. That's crazy. Yes. I mean, I will be honest.
2: I definitely, I, I, when I started working, I was, um, I just had my first kiddo or was about to have my first kid. And so I was part-time and, um, more contracting and then started working more and more and i was just like i love this uh, it's books yeah it's books and it's teamwork and it's um yeah the people at libro are amazing so i'm very thankful
1: um so oh you should gosh, now have an the email, pictures um that has two attachments <laughs> the first one is of james patterson's book which is a, a biography a memoir if you will uh, it's called James Patterson by James Patterson.
0: What a terrible title! <laughs> right, I know it's well, the why worst. Why you do that?
1: <laughs> so then I decided if James Patterson can write about his own life, I'm oh also going <laughs> to do that. And so I'm doing Tyler clausen by Tyler clausen and I've recreated the uh, the cover. I think perfectly.
0: I think a little too well, honestly. <laughs> so for, since this is a, an audio platform. We're gonna share this um, on the
1: Instagram. At we'll share point. it
0: on the gram but in in the james patterson picture he's like resting his hand against his face staring into the camera a little and scowled
1: he's like a little I'll, bit like mm, i'm cool i'm james patterson
0: he looks pretty gruff yeah um and tyler's you know got the hand on his cheek and he's staring like kind of sultrily into the camera <laughs> so i'm a little freaked out that was all me trying eye to eye be contacts. aggressive <laughs> no you don't look aggressive at all so sorry you failed but like yeah the eye contact going on with me in this picture right now is a little little (laughs) uncomfortable
2: i like the um soon to be a major motion picture stamp that you put on yours as well i feel that's a nice touch
1: yeah (laughs) you know i'm not saying when it's gonna be one it's also the unofficial autobiography on there how can
0: you have an unofficial autobiography (laughs) like did you not consent to writing
1: this book about yourself it's not that it's that um i i'm hoping i still have a lot of life to live so this is this is the unofficial oh, okay. because later on there will be a, a real biography that is uh more true
0: didn't asimov do that
1: like he wrote a <laughs> he memoir did. and then he wrote like two more memoirs like well, wrote on. he wrote two and then for the third one he just went back and redid the first two and then added on what hadn't been in there uh, I've so I've got things I'm not joking I'm writing this for real like this is gonna be a real thing that I'm gonna write uh, I've got a list of the different segments that are gonna be in it uh, I've got like I've got themes that if you're a listener of our show you'll know like you'll hear some common themes of things that I think are important that I'm gonna talk about hopefully in a funny way have some life things that happened to me in the book. I've also got uh, an arts and crafts section. Uh, I'm gonna share some <laughs> of my art, which is very bad, but hey, it's gonna be in there. I've, I'm have i also, I've already decided there's gonna be a section where I'm gonna talk about how like I'm really tired of writing about myself. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. I've asked some friends to ghost write sections of this autobiography. Of your memoir. Yeah, for me. <laughs> So I'm going to have different, you know, like short story collection in the autobiography that is about like people meeting me or some shit. So it's going to be a ride. It's going to be fun as hell. And then here's what I want to do. I want to do an audiobook. Maybe Maybe uh, Libro and I can, you know, make a deal or something. <laughs> I do an audiobook and it'll be Tyler Clausen by Tyler Clausen, read by Tyler Clausen. Oh my, oh my God. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so the book that i've been like jokingly saying i'm going to write for probably the past five years is not a memoir about myself but an autobiography about my mom which started as a joke because once like somebody asked her who knew my sister they were like how do you raise such like not awful children and so that became like the title of this joke book which is going to be how to raise not awful children nice. and in it just like divulging all of the like terrible stories that would probably get cps called on her if you know we were <laughs> under the age of 18 and uh like tyler has an arts and crafts section i was going to have like a uh, a cocktail recipe section. <laughs> like my parents, they always had like the big gulp uh, drink with them. And that was like one of the biggest jokes were like, yeah, you just had like alcohol with you all the time. You're not awful children. Um, but unlike Tyler, I have not actually thought this through enough to produce a fate cover or audiobook plans but well
2: the name sounds i mean i feel like that will sell stuff cuz every yeah. parent
0: how do i raise not, not awful, awful children,
2: children. Yeah. i've also and heard the how do i make sure my kids are not just jerks
0: yeah <laughs> and the secret is you know uh it's apparently not that hard because there wasn't anything <laughs> that like would show up in a traditional how to parent book i don't yeah. think yeah <laughs>
1: i Sounds love like the idea thinking. that you're gonna write this from your perspective I how know. to not raise awful children written by the daughter of the one that the did lady
0: it. who yeah written by them. a not
2: awful child
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yes that, okay yeah it'll be anonymous and that will be the author name on it like by a not awful child there you go and then when
2: it goes wild and sells all these copies you'll maintain your anonymity
0: yeah like, and right? my I mom to keep won't your like wife. have to deal with all of her secrets being outed <laughs> <laughs> except that i just said them on the podcast yep. you know everyone's gonna know yeah.
1: everyone who's listening to this show will know that you're the author it'll blow up <laughs>
0: it's fine it's fine
1: um so uh real quick just wanted to ask you know you obviously you listen to a lot of audiobooks Uh, I know that you do a lot of, um, adventuring around the Northwest. Do you prefer to listen to audiobooks while you're like hiking and adventuring, or do you like music more when you're doing that sort of thing?
2: This is a really good question. Um, I think interestingly for me, hiking and like adventuring is usually like a social thing. Mm. Usually I'm doing it with family or friends or whatever, and it's sort of like a, opportunity to spend time together so i'm often actually not listening while i hike or um or go on the various pacific northwest adventures that i love so much um but for exercise in general like working out and stuff i it so depends on the day like if i'm if i'm feeling not very motivated but knowing that moving my body would help me be (laughs) help me be healthier and be a better person maybe i will like do my best to put on an audiobook and just like do something that's maybe not as intimidating like I'll go for a walk or I'll stretch or I'll do something where I'm like okay I'm moving my body but I'm not pushing it like I'm just I still want to enjoy the next yeah. 30 to however many minutes that I'm going to spend doing this um but on those days where I'm like feeling very motivated and I'm like yeah like let's get a good workout in then I'll probably listen to music I think yeah. that's sort of the distinction for me is audiobooks are something that makes it fun when I might not be feeling excited about the idea of being active and um music is more for when I'm feeling hardcore I guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that as
2: hardcore as I get these days anyways
1: (laughs) yeah leave it to me to forget to offer the fact that you might go hiking to be around other people I just assume (laughs) everyone's doing what I'm doing and just going off to be lonely
2: I mean that sounds very nice but yeah I would definitely and I mean, if I'm being completely real, I've maybe gone hiking twice since we had kids. Like it used mm-hmm. to be something we did a lot, but and hopefully as they get older, we'll do it a lot more. But since we've had them, it's been more like we'll go on a walk in the trail, the trails near our house or something like that, and then sure. it's then it's yeah, a little bit of a family activity. So
1: nice.
0: I'm definitely a solo hiker, but I like to have silence too because. A, Mm -hmm. my mind wanders so much that even if I'm trying to listen to something, I'll like go off on a daydream and then completely lose where I was in the story. And Mm -hmm. B, I also find like it's a good time for thinking of story ideas, especially if I'm like hiking and there's not a lot of other people on the trails. My mind gets very like paranoid, like murder mystery scenarios going on. I'm like, oh, this would make a great story. Like I'm going to keep thinking about this. And I couldn't
1: really do that if I was listening to something you and me think completely different hannah what do
0: you think about when you're walking alone in the woods and haven't seen another person for two hours
1: no i need music to think about that or else i'm just oh, really? gonna be like look a tree oh that's cool oh look a uh, rock over there that's pretty cool man walking sucks this is boring <laughs> as hell. is that a road up ahead mm, i think the right. problem
0: is that you just don't like hiking <laughs>
1: um yeah I guess again I think it's just that it's boring to me like I I like going for a walk and having music in my ears and then I can like music to me is like it's creative broth it's where everything lives you don't like that analogy that's a perfect (laughs)
0: analogy I don't know why but for some reason yeah music as creative broth was not pleasing to the ear
1: imagine my brain is a bowl and all of the ideas are different ingredients. All the books that I've read are different ingredients. You bring everything into this into this mixture. And then music is just kind of the broth that lets it all float and mix together and exchange <laughs> some, some uh, flavors and create one great float flavor. And that's how I create books and stories and stuff.
0: That made it worse. <laughs> what? I feel like that was beautiful. I feel like- thinking back to one of our earlier episodes didn't you use like making a roux as a metaphor for something
1: probably i have a lot of this is reminding me of that i've got deja vu right now (laughs) (laughs) um so before we let you go you know it seems like you know we're going into the holiday season we got halloween coming up i mean technically Mm -hmm. you know In October it's all Halloween all October yeah Uh, and then you got turkey day uh, and then sleep after turkey day day and then you have uh, opening presents and pretending you like your family day and then uh, pretending like you're gonna work out again day (laughs) can we get these all
0: renamed on the calendar (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, so as we go into the holidays now is the perfect time to look at Libro a lot more seriously whether you have it already or don't right
2: yeah absolutely so um i think probably the most apt product i guess that we have for especially for this time of year is our credit bundles um and basically uh on our site you can either buy audiobooks one by one, or you can have a monthly membership where you pay $15 a month and you get one credit a month to use on your choice of audiobook. Um, what's great about the credit bundles is you buy the credits up front for that great price of $15 per credit, um, and there's no ongoing commitment. So if I buy a three-credit bundle, then I get three credits to use on the audiobooks that I want to use them on, um, and I'm not going to have a recurring charge on my credit card. Oh, so wow. um Credit bundles are great because you can buy them for yourself um, or you can buy them for other people.
1: So you, so you can basically let's say there's someone who really likes fantasy and mm-hmm. instead of buying them the physical book of of um, the way of kings, uh, the words of radiance and the with, rhythm of war, which would cost is like a physical book would cost you close to one hundred dollars. Or as an audiobook would cost you almost $150 you can get the credits and just they get those and it's gonna cost like 40 bucks
2: yeah so a three credit bundle would be $45 and they'll get the three credits and then they can they can use them on whatever they want but what a lot of people will do is they might say hey I know you love fantasy books here's a three credit bundle I recommend this book, this book, and this yeah. book, and then they can go use those credits on those books. Um, and so it's just a really great option, especially for the holidays, because you're giving, especially for someone who um, you're like, I know they love reading, but maybe I don't know what their exact taste is, or I'm scared I'm going to get them something they've already read. Right. Then you're giving them these credits that they can use on their choice of book. Um, and... It's, it's just a really good option last minute as well, where we have a lot of people who make orders on, you know, the 24th, for example, because they're like, oh shoot, I totally (laughs) forgot to get my great aunt, the, a present, like, but look at this really thoughtful gift that I can buy, print out the gift certificate and give to her tomorrow. No one's any the wiser. And it's something that that person will be able to use because they're going to get to choose what they get with it. So Um, yeah, it's just a great time of year for those and sort of the thing that the question we get a lot is they're very much, um, gifts, but people will say, Hey, I have a monthly membership and I fly through my credit every month. And then I immediately want to start my next audiobook." You just basically put your own email address in that credit bundle, uh, form, and then it gets sent to you and you can redeem it to your own account and you have additional credits to use as you wish. So it's, it's a great product both for people who are gifting and for those people who are just like no I just want the credits for myself which is also completely acceptable yes absolutely
1: (laughs) so yeah I have I have a thing where like I I go through phases where I I listen to audiobook I listen to podcasts I listen Mm -hmm. to music and it's kind of these waves Um, and so I find myself every like few months um, if if we're doing like a, a bio that I can buy for like $5 because it's discounted as a member. I'm just going to buy that. I'm not going to spend the credit. And then Mm -hmm. a month goes by and I haven't used that credit and it accumulates. And then I get to a point where like right now I'm in, I'm in like a peak, credit season of my life i've got like four credits and i'm like i'm gonna buy this i'm gonna get this and i just (laughs) go nuts with credits so having those extra ones is like it's really nice it's really fun you you get excited about like looking for your next book um if you're not someone who has just like the longest wish list in the world
2: yeah absolutely and i think there are people who we've heard from who just get so excited they're like my credit's getting here tomorrow like and I already know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to use it on and they're just so pumped about it which is amazing and the, the other thing that I've thought of is just as the new year approaches and so many people do set their reading goals for the year or whatever I think credit bundles are also a great way to sort of like hold yourself maybe to the goal that you're setting you can say like oh I want to read however many books I'm going to get a six credit bundle or a 12 credit bundle because I know that's going to help me hit my goal for the year. Yeah. Um, but that might be a more, I don't know, maybe not everyone is like, goal oriented like
1: <laughs> but I am, it, so. it, it makes sense. <laughs> if you get yourself a, a 12 credit bundle, then mm-hmm. right there, you're looking at two books every month. And that's like, if you're doing, um, if you're doing a membership, right, you mm-hmm. get the 12 and then you get one additional one every month that's two every month that's that's freaking 48 books man or 24 yeah, there you books. go 24. that's most that's most of the
2: <laughs>
1: i did 24. the math wrong i'm sorry <laughs>
2: See, i didn't even call you on it because i'm terrible at math
1: so i was just taking your word for it hannah <laughs> was ready she knew i was gonna do the math and do I, it wrong. I saw
0: him like look up and i was like oh he's thinking math right now how is this gonna go
2: <laughs> Well, it still gets you. For me, that would get me about halfway to my goal, yeah. which is which is about right for me. Like I probably read about half and half print and audio. So,
1: yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So Hannah, are you gonna start reading more audiobooks?
0: I kind of like where I am right now. Wow. I'm probably at um 33 percent audiobooks, yeah. so not quite half and half. I used to be such a print only snob. <laughs> I definitely didn't consider audiobooks reading um, because, you know, when you're in like high school or whatever, you have unlimited free time to read physical books. (laughs) And then once I like grew up and got a job, I was like, oh no, like I can't read a book while like cleaning the house or driving to work or Mm -hmm. doing all these other, like sitting on the bus. Um, So yeah, now audiobooks are much more a part of my rotation. Yeah. And it's it's such
2: a thing where I think it's actually a little bit of a, hacking your brain thing where when you're having to do something that you're not looking forward to you can trick yourself into looking forward to it because you get to listen to your book exactly and that like we we all joke like oh my gosh i listened to the best book this weekend my house is the cleanest it's ever been (laughs) which 100 holds true for me because i'll be listening and i'm like i'm not ready to stop listening maybe i'll go like clean you know that room that I've been not thinking about for the last month or maybe I'll go like do a load of laundry that I wasn't previously planning on doing and then before I know it I'm like oh I did all these things that I was not looking forward to and I feel like I've been relaxing too yeah, like-
0: absolutely yeah I, <laughs> I meal prepped so much yesterday because I was enjoying the book I was listening to I was like oh yeah. I'm gonna chop all these vegetables for the week like my kitchen is so organized right now that's amazing. legitimately
1: at work listening to audiobooks and I'll I'll get through work. Uh, I got through a whole job. I'm an electrician, so I I pull wire, install devices, and do all kinds of programming. Um, and listening to my audiobooks, I I, I just want to keep going and get things done. Um, and so my boss was like, "Bro, where's this job at?" And I'm like, "Oh, I I finished that like a week ago, man." He's like, "What? <laughs> you came in under hours? Like a whole week under hours? How did you do that?" It's like. Brandon Sanderson. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm so
0: jealous that you can listen to books while you're working. Like that. I would double my amount of reading if I could do that.
1: Yeah, it's nice.
0: It's really funny. We had
2: an electrician at our house working, like it was probably six months to a year ago now when we were. I can't remember what exactly we were doing but he was listening to audiobooks and I was like, "Hey, try Libro." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I'm not creepy, I promise, but there's this really great audiobook, <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm like, "Man, maybe we should just like call up all the, elect- the electric companies and say, "Hey, audiobooks are the way. Employee happiness." yeah
1: i got i've but. got a a podcast that you guys can sponsor if you're interested it's it's for <laughs> electricians so you know wonderful um there was another question i was going to ask but i don't think we have time and i don't remember what it is so i'm not going to sit make here and see, make you guys sit there and figure it out um
0: oh, we maddie, couldn't figure it out anyway
1: yeah maddie <laughs> thanks so much for hanging out with us
2: Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast and loved talking books and audiobooks and all the things with both of you. So, thank you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stay in touch with us. Uh, let mm-hmm. us know if any big news comes out of the Libro uh, offices and we can kind of shout it out on our show. Um, where can people go to buy 12 credits of audiobooks? right now
2: yes you can go to libro.fm slash gift um that's probably the best spot and there are right now we have three six and 12 credit bundles available so and actually um this is something that might not be relevant i'm not sure when you guys usually post these but we just changed the names to credit
1: bundles they used to be something else so
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know you can i don't know if you can edit that part out if it's not applicable but (laughs) it's fine
1: it's fine um this will probably be out in a week or so um we want to we want to share you guys as soon as possible Um, yeah but yeah so and if they if they just want to sign up for a membership libro.fm you can start your journey there get signed up um really quick really easy and download the app it works on both iOS and Android. It's and great. watches. <laughs> and watches apparently.
0: Next, they're going to be like
1: working in your glasses or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Maddie, it's been really fun to talk to you. I'm really glad we were able to get in touch and and start uh, start working with you guys. I'm really excited for the future of your guys' company and uh, and our podcast. I mean, I've, I've been using you seriously for like years. Yeah. It's the reason why we have a show because otherwise Hannah would know everything and I would know nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Every time we start out by talking me about the autobiography or, or, that I read and Tyler's always like, I listened to this one. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. do you ever read a physical book for this show? And the answer is no.
1: <laughs> very rarely, very rarely. <laughs> anyway maddie thank you so much have a good one um ghoul gang remember to uh stay safe out there um listen to an audiobook about staying safe i don't know it's an awkward goodbye it's always an awkward goodbye so now we're just gonna say goodbye
0: goodbye if there's anything i can tell you is that the best place to hide is in your mind I like how you echoed yourself at the end. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)